Hey, Craig. Hey, it's Jeff. Are you oh, the ready? Hey, hold on. I'm trying to sing my song. I, I've been requested to sing a song. So other kids win, 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 no matter what. Because it's a fucking spring game, so you can't lose. All right. That's the best part of the spring game for sure. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the spring game edition. Live from the tailgate, as you definitely can tell. You can hear podcast versus everyone. I think we just like blew out our microphone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that everyone's ears are ruined. Now. Sorry, I'm sorry if we just ruined the speakers in your car or on your uh, or on your headphones. All right, I am Craig Powers. I am with Jeff Newser. Hello. And uh, we might have some special guests. Uh, we might have dogs, uh, babies. Uh, who knows? Yeah, uh, people know. looking for their wine, looking for their beer. But we do um, have lots of special beer. We have lots of special beer today. Um, all uh, beer waxed in either crimson or gray. Um, and uh, to start us off, Jeff, I have us drinking some uh, cherry rye midnight still from Holy Mountain. This is awesome. Yeah, it's like it's very cherry. Uh, but not like, not, I mean, it was, it was like, it was definitely there, but not like so overpowering. You're like, oh, it tastes like coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. And next I'll, uh, if I finish this one, I'll, I'll pour us the, uh, that's from 2016. I'll pour us the, uh, uh, the, uh, no variant Midnight Cell from 2018. Um, yeah, this cherry rye is actually the least loved Midnight Still of all the Holy Mountain uh, Midnight Still variants. Um, I can t- kind of taste why cherry is not a, a great adjunct for stouts. It's hard to work with. Um, this one has definitely aged better. Um, it didn't start out that well. Um, so uh, sorry if I'm serving you my beer that I didn't even think is very good. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was good. Like it yeah. just, like it was, yeah, like it was good. Like cherry, like, like you said, cherry's always kind of tricky, you know, and I just think, I think cherry's kind of a tricky flavor no matter what, just because, and I kind of mentioned before the, uh, you know, the cough syrup factor. Yeah. It can, it can taste like cough syrup pretty easy. And uh, this definitely did. Like, you could definitely taste the cherry, but it was also, you know, you could, you could taste the, taste the bourbon and it just was, uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. If you like cherry, I so, wouldn't recommend if you don't like cherry. So, yeah, um, I, I, um, I brought the uh, newer version because actually, I mean, I still that has, they, Basically, what Holy Mountain is do is doing is back blending previous year's versions that have just been sitting in barrels longer, and then every year the, uh, the beer just gets better. They they release it probably every 15 months or so. Um, so I'm excited. We'll pop that one in a few minutes here. Um, but yeah, um, uh, how would you rate um, in terms of uh, Gardner Minshew Jort covered thighs? How would you rate this beer? How many? <laughs> I would rate this like. Four, four, jort covered thighs, thunder thigh, thigh, thigh muscles, thighs. Those are those are some thighs. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'll I'll probably go. I'll probably go um, three. Um, I, this is not my favorite one, so I'm, it's I'm, it's nice to revisit it. It's about two two and a half years old, almost three years old at this point. Actually, yeah, about three years old. Um, but it, it it I got one more bottle left. Um, yeah, but uh, I'll be interested to see if it changes at all. Um, I think you'll definitely like when we bust out that uh, 2018. You'll see the difference in the body, in the chocolatiness, whatever. Um, but yeah, so um, it's a spring game today, man. We are in 
Coleman, of course. We are we are right behind the air supported structure. We are in the back of the axe. We are we are at the back of the axe. Behind the axe. Yeah, that's where we are. Uh, we're it's really cool. Uh, people have their RVs out here. Um, our uh, our friend Brian Anderson's got his RV with his uh, we'll, we'll get Brian. We'll get Brian over here. He's 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 growing up some stuff right now. He's he's feeding everyone. He's a good host. Um, but yeah, so um, overall, man, uh, you want to talk about the game first? You want to talk about the talk about the atmosphere? Yeah, first? I mean, let's talk about just the overall atmosphere because I know you know part of the deal was you know moving it back to Pullman and uh, getting it away from Spokane and, and just sort of the, the interest there of you know what do we you know where where should this game be? Right? You know, Bill Moose originally moves it to Spokane to try and engage Spokane. He saw that as a real um, fundamental central place to his. Uh, you know, his strategy of, uh, of fundraising, right? And then it was like, you know, it just, I mean, it was fine. Like like we talked about last week, I enjoyed going to Spokane. Like it was, it was an enjoyable experience for me. But I think what you see right now with the people who are in charge is they sort of recognize the unique value of, of uh, home, right? And understanding that Pullman is a special place and that Pullman is, uh, Pullman is the attraction. You know, and right. I think what you see today, um, you know, and again, people listening to this who aren't here, you know, I wouldn't say it's, you know, like a Cougar football Saturday or anything to, in that respect. But, you know, there's there, there were probably, you know, five or six thousand people at the game today. Um, and it was it felt like an event in a way that the Spokane game never felt. And I right. thought that was a really positive move. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, man, doing the club seats was an excellent idea. Um, I had a lot of friends who have never had the chance to be up there before. Um, I heard a lot of, man, this is great just to be able to, to see the club. They can show off kind of one of the better, uh, you know, one of the nicer pieces of the athletic department overall, the, the club the club seats, and, and just to give everyone, any CAF member, a chance and, and to buy tickets, bring their friends. You know, I brought a bunch of friends who are CAF members, and, and they were just loving to have that experience. Like, it was so cool. Uh, obviously, it rained, so they had all the people who were on one side for TV, obviously TV purposes, uh, they had to move under the club. So it's nice that we have that now. In Joe Albee, when it rained, everyone just got wet. So um, it was just great, you know, because having the, you got the, the video graphics, the, the video board, the music, they played back home. You know, it's like they, they, they got a lot of the experience. Um, unfortunately, they, they set up the coup goal, but they had to tear it down because of the rain. Um, uh, we got some, uh, some of my friend's uh, daughter got a little angry at us for not <laughs> taking them down in time. Um, they did not get to jump in the bouncy house. Yeah, they did not get to jump in the butch bouncy house. That was a bummer. Uh, but yeah, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, they had beer and wine. They had uh, they ran out of chicken strips before the game even started. That's so. actually kind of a cardinal sin. Yeah, yeah you I can't know. Run out of chicken strips. Not when that's people are like, drinking. No, <laughs> that's like a, if you've got children around, like chicken strips are sort of. I mean, it's sort of necessary. Oh yeah, we had three little girls with us, and they all wanted chicken strips, and none of them got chicken strips. So yeah, oh, oh we got a picture. So we're taking a picture. Oh, we got, we got Jeff's getting beer spilled. Hello, on I just got beer spilled on me. What? <laughs> we got pictures. I don't even know what's going on right now. Is that, is that a I'm pretty sure. Oh, get a beer poured on your shirt. You're doing a That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
That was that was the voice of Michael Preston, which you should all know already, I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, um, this is different podcast. Uh, obviously, we're together, which is yeah, different. Yeah, that's and different. Then, uh, there's uh, 40 people around there's us. There's a party <laughs> happening around us, which we will definitely dress up, you know I mean? Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, so we will it's definitely so get that. Uh, you know what? It's a, it's a party in Pullman. This is the deal. But yeah, I mean, it's the, the party uh, started early. I, I had a... We, we were at the... Um, at the uh, the hotel in our, with our continental breakfast. We had a nice beer mosa with some Lucille, Georgetown Lucille IPA. Um, so that was a, that was a blast, uh, and then we, we just kept it going, you know. We kept it going in the club, a couple beers. But yeah, the chicken strips. Forget about it. The chicken strips was uh, that was a bummer, but hey, they had food. Um, the tr- uh, obviously, some at Joabi we didn't see really so much, and and just just being in Pullman has been great. Um, when you go to Joabi, it feels like like it feels like a practice. Yeah, definitely. like it really does. Just feel like hey, we're just doing this thing, and it feels like a practice. Um, you know, this this was definitely felt like a scaled down date. Like, I, like absolutely, I, that's kind of the way I put. It. I mean, the band was there. Um, you know, there were a lot. Like, like I said, you know, there's probably five or six thousand people, which obviously does not fill Martin Stadium. But um, it was definitely it was definitely enough that the place didn't feel empty. Well, yeah, and especially because really cool. they only sold tickets in certain areas, so uh, they they sold out all the club. I, know, I think it's eleven hundred tickets in the club sold out. Uh, so that area up there felt full, and you had people around you. And, you know, the band the band was in its rightful place uh, yep. behind the end zone. I know, Jeff O'Neill. Jeff O'Neill. Jeff O'Neill of the Cougar Football Saturday cast. He will be so happy that the band was in the end zone. Yeah, you know, so people, everyone in the stadium could hear it. Uh, my daughter loved the band. Uh, that was her favorite thing. He loves music. Oh, yeah, she was Any dancing. You know. She has had a rough day of napping, uh, or not napping. <laughs> not napping. Uh, so she, uh, she went back to the hotel room with her mom to hopefully snag some, snag some Z's. Um, but yeah, so overall, I mean, I've, I've been so excited. Yes! I've been looking forward yes! to this weekend, and it's just We're delivered, man. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so great to have us in Pullman. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. So, like, everyone just seems, like, have, uh, just happy. Mike, I know, Mike I know, like, my, uh, my girlfriend wouldn't have come if it wasn't in Pullman. I have other friends yeah. that came with us that wouldn't have, they wouldn't have cared about going if it was in Spokane. Yep. So, uh, you, you know, it's it's more of an attraction here. And like you said, the Pullman's here. Did you date her? Did you to the to the emerald for dinner, you know. I haven't I haven't eaten at that point the Chinese place. I've been, <laughs> I haven't eaten there in uh, in twelve years. Um, awesome. we're like, hey, we figured that won't be too packed. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. We went to the South Fork last night. That was Ooh, the first time I went there. It's fancy. Uh, I, I wouldn't call it that. But. Fancy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had some Google uh, mac cheeses. All right. I make better. Uh, but they had some ni- nice beer list, and uh, they had they had fry sauce That's there. Really they had some fry sauce. Well, so like, some Somebody has to carry someone, the fry sauce. Torch. Someone hit some fry sauce. I mean, it was really sad to see uh, Cougar, Cougar Country just uh, not open. Just sit there. Like, and you know it would have been just packed. We, we came you in on Friday. But uh, the highlight of the weekend so far is we got in early enough on Friday to go to Ferdinand's. And I got some of that, you know, that that, that baseline price Cougar Gold. Yep. And, yep. and, and some of that. And then we yep. had some... Uh, some good ice cream, uh, bee, got experience uh, yeah. uh, that ice cream, and so yeah, that's something you can't do in Spokane. So again, uh, 
really excited at some point. And I saw that the, the Powers clan made its way around campus and took pictures and lots of uh, lots of iconic spots. Oh yeah, we went to the Coug. You guys were on parade. We went to the Coug, of course, uh, Cougar Pride statue. Uh, we walked around, showed the showed the kids where uh, their moms and dads uh, lived in freshman year, and uh, Wilmer Davis and Duncan Dunn and all that. <laughs> You're like, look, kids, this is where mommy and daddy lived, my, and they were like... My poor sister is six months pregnant, and, uh, and uh, she's sitting right next to us, so I, I had to I had to come. So she's been, she's been huffing it around with I us. Know. Um, I, saw, I saw you guys up in the club area, and I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Steph's giving me the look right now, the same look that I got up there, which is, I'm six months pregnant, and I've been walking all over this fucking place for the last three hours, and I'm about done with this My, my watch says we walked five miles a day. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm Jeff, I'm going to crack this second beer. All right, well, so while you're cracking the beer, I'll talk. So, okay, so my initial impressions of the game. Um, Gordon and Tinsley both look good. Uh, I think Gordon looked a little better. Uh, threw the ball, I think, with a little more, a little more confidence, and then, and then made some throws. I think that were, you know, you know, there was one throw in particular. It was, I think, a really big time throw. He kind of dropped it in the bucket, uh, moved around a little bit in the pocket, and then just kind of off his back foot, flicked it to a guy on the sideline about 20 yards downfield. Um, so I think Gordon looked a little better. I think one thing that was impressive to me was that um, in years past they, and we'll probably talk more about the quarterbacks, but. Um, the offensive line, I think. So in the past, what they generally have done when the offensive line is a little thinner is they will have the offensive line, um, they'll, they'll have like a unit of like five or six guys who will just sort of like, uh, you know, switch sides, right? And so, you know, today what they had, they actually had two full, you know, five-man units, and both of those units, I think, uh, comported themselves fairly well. So. What you so think? I have a mic holder right yeah. now. Um, so we pay him the big bucks. Uh, so oh, wait, now I have yeah, a mic So holder. this is why we brought... Oh, uh, this the, This was wow. a long game in bringing Brian okay, and Michael on at, at Coog Center was so they could hold our mics. You see, B.A., here's the problem. <laughs> We're so professional. And if there's, if there's been any criticism of us over like my experience it, it, with Coog it's Center, a lack of professionalism, except, except right? We're, except we're too right. professional. So here's what I thought about with the offensive line. These guys are talking about the offensive of line, right? I thought Cade Beresford, who is, I'm not at all uh, biased against because it's from Woodenville, where I am not from. What do you like, Woodenville? How dare you? Um, in that he was good. I thought he was very good today. Wait, you're trying to replace Andre Dillard, which is hard. And he did okay today, which. You know, I, I understand so after, that, like, after one scrimmage in the spring, you're not willing to say that he has successfully replaced Andre Dillard. Yeah, I, I'm not willing to say he's Even replaced he's a top 15 pick in the NFL draft. I'm not willing to say that, no. But I thought I thought he was very serviceable. And, you know, it, it, it it's hard to replace that, and I, I thought he looked okay over there. And if that's the one weakness, if you pull a guard to help, or an inside receiver to help him. I thought it looked okay over there. So in case it's not clear, that is the voice of Michael Preston, the host of the Coop Center Hour Center. podcast. The other the voice fall. was the voice of Brian Anderson, uh, host of the the pre-snap read. Yeah, there we go. All right, so so Brian. Okay, so I was just saying that like 
I was encouraged by the fact that they didn't go with the sort of all time the the, the like you know like all time QB like they did it with Cameron Cooper for a little. But in years past, they've gone with all time offensive line, having to play both sides. This year, they had two sets of five, and I thought both played pretty well. Yeah, I think. It was a pretty good showcase for like Anthony Gordon in particular. I think he like really stepped up and played well and uh, made some really exciting plays. And Trey Tinsley kind of did the loop ball thing a little bit, where it, it felt kind of comfortable and it looked like what was seen before. It wasn't all that exciting. It just kind of looked like a guy that had been in the system and executed the drill a hundred times and just did that again. You know, I, you know quick, uh, and, and Cameron. Was, uh, was struggling. He was on the struggle bus. I, yeah. th- that one, that one, that one hurts because, like, in my in my friend group, and I'm sure that like everybody is kind of having these conversations where it was, well, Leach recruits high star quarterbacks, and none of them work, right? Right. <laughs> like, he is just a retro freshman. Like so all of the quarterbacks. <laughs> Like, all of the quarterbacks that we've gotten to work here at WSU have been... Walk-on. <laughs> like, walk-on. <laughs> we're just, like, we're, we're, like, way outside of the norm, right? Like, we aren't doing anything. So, Even Gardner mentioned was a walk-on. Yeah, so, so in my friend group, as I'm sure is in, like, anybody else's, it's like, well, is is this high star? Who's got my beer? Finally be the one that, like, pans out. And I, I've been on his side the whole time. Like, just give him some time. Let it pan out. Today was a very bad day for people like me because he looked awful. He did look bad. He almost did that, um... Uh, we almost had a pick six in the spring game. Uh, 26, uh, one ball. of the new Juco yeah, uh, safeties. He, like, he could have walked in if he had caught Yeah, us. if he caught the ball. So, But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of the, the Juco safeties. Obviously, Skyler Thomas was definitely uh, in the, the nickel corner spot the entire time. Um, and uh, we, we saw a lot of new guys. Uh, they were whatever. I, th- I think the... Uh, the, the defense was getting pretty shredded on both ends until uh, Cam and Cooper came in. I don't know if I totally agree with that. I, I don't, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't totally agree with that. Because I felt like, so at first it was all offense. Like Gordon and Tinsley both marching their units up and down the field. But then there was... Jeff, you're burping into that mic. Calm I, no, down. No, I'm serious. Like about the second half of the second quarter, I felt like it sort of, you know, slowed down a little bit. I felt like the defense kind of found their footing a little bit, and things weren't. So I guess like you know the the the, the always the conundrum of a spring game is, is a good offense, is a bad defense. Are we going to win the Pac-12 because the offense is awesome? Are we going to not win a game next year because the defense sucks? And the which is, is it, yes. right? The yeah, the answer is yes, right? So it's just sort of like I, I like the fact that there were moments on both sides. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, Desmond Patman is a fucking like he's a bigger beast. A bigger beast. Like he stood out. Yeah. Um, somebody didn't really stand out too much. Uh, was Lamont McDougal? Um, yeah. Okay. So we weren't sitting next to each other. So we haven't had yeah. this conversation. Yeah. We had that conversation up where we were sitting. Was, eh, you know, like okay, like. And, and that definitely jives with what I saw in practice, where it's not like he was bad, but it just was like, you know, if you were sort of expecting him to be a, uh, you know, be a, 
like a wrecker, like a person who was just going to dominate. I didn't see that in practice, and I didn't see that today. Um, maybe that's because he's still getting his feet after not playing competitively for a year. Maybe that's because he's not as good as we thought. Or maybe our offensive line's pretty damn good. I don't know. Which I'm, our offensive line probably is pretty damn good. But, that's probably true. But, I mean, they get, they gave him number nine. They must think he's good. That's true. If you can talk him into giving the defensive line number nine, they, they must think you're worth something. So we talked about Cassidy Woods before. He didn't really yeah, do did. much. I, I tried to watch him in routes a few times. Uh, he wasn't really getting looked at. He also wasn't getting really open. Much, so. But some of the, the other, uh, you know, our core inside receivers had some real nice games. Bernard Bell, Travell Wow. Harris, they, they were, they were oh looking God. good. What, what did we have? What, 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 what did we Somebody have? dropped a cup of beer, and oh. it landed flat, and the beer kind of... Splatted up, but May then like, he just May picked I? the beer up. Like that was that was incredible. He dropped it and it landed flat, and then the beer just went. Shit, this is what we're guys. And then we picked it back up. That is definitely. And we continue to drink the beer because we are in because Washington. That's what we do. And uh, oh, someone's licking it off the. What's that? And if I may editorialize a bit, boys. Guys, if you have not come back here, may I cuss on this podcast? Hell yeah, this is encouraged. You know, you know, I don't. Oh well, don't you dare! How dare you? First of all, how dare you? You said you're like, oh, that's a kook center. We don't cuss. We don't follow FCC regulations. Dude, we cuss. We call the president a racist. This is a this is a different this is a different guys. Come back to fucking Pullman, please. Anyone, if you're thinking about it, if you want to look for a fucking Airbnb, a hotel, if you want to sleep in the ass, the air support instruction will find a fucking place for you. We'll do it. Guys, I'm serious. This this is home. And I hope this is just the beginning. Like, because we spent, we spent the first, okay, so you weren't over here yet. We spent the first, you know, five minutes or so talking about how great it is to be back in Portland. Um, I'm hoping this is just the beginning. Dude, we, like, one of the most egregious things about the last few years was the the fact that the spring game wasn't in Pullman. And it, 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 it was so, like, it was, like, so weird because... Like I get it in that in that we need to have spring game in Spokane because we're trying to convince Spokane folks to come down. But also, there's students, there's alum who want to come back here. Look, I understood. So, so did you? I mean, are you like me? Did you did you understand why Moose tried to do that? Like, yes. did it make sense yes. to try? Yes. But then and it became I, clear that Spokane... It didn't... It, it wasn't I mean, if we just speak in very general no. terms, and I don't want if anybody who listens to this who lives in Spokane, but in just very general terms, Spokane just kind of doesn't give a shit. And it's like, like I said earlier, Pullman is the attraction. Pullman should be the center of this. They're a Gonzaga Bulldog Town, which is fine. And that's okay. Which like, I get, I, 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 totally get, get I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But... One of the things I've been encouraged with with Matt Chun, and we'll talk about this more in the fall on the Center of our podcast every Wednesday during the fall and early August, is the refocus on let's get people to Pullman. And do you know why? Because 
As my wife and I were driving over here last night for the spring game, I said to her, it is dark, this drive sucks, but this feels like I'm driving home. And I, I, I'm driving back to a place where I feel so familiar. And I, I, I feel so like I belong to this place. And I feel so like Craig wants to drink. But I, I, I feel like so every time I come back here, I don't care about how much alcohol Points on the zone where Pullman touched you. <laughs> right on the groin. Hey. Uh, hey. Oh, no, but, but, but seriously, it, it, is, it is this. I feel like I am back home every time we come here. And the emphasis on this needs to be that, that every time every time we do By the way, you weren't crying during that video I was crying. Yeah, fuck you. Oh wait, cuss on this. Good. But it is guys like like it's this it's this it's this thing where we're like I I, 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 I I know what to do for but when I keep I keep telling people like oh I've been here the first time in nine years just just come here just come here because you know why because you're gonna love it and you're gonna remember it and I'm gonna love it. I've been alum for since 20 oh god 2010 good lord don't even get started I don't get you started on that but over here but. But before the turn of but, the millennium. But still, it's this I remember what it was like and I come back here and this is what it is again. And it, it was the spring game and we watched that Cam and Cooper he threw a bunch of great, well not great. A bunch of interceptions. <laughs> but made the DBs look good. Anyway. Made the DBs look good. Right, what, what beer are you drinking? Uh, we yeah, are, we've moved on to another beer, by the way. Oh, yeah, we uh, opened another beer. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Michael, for that. Beer, beer fuel. Uh, homage to this town we all love. Thank you, Michael! But, yeah, um, you were saying... Uh, no, no, my... So I, I play that back home video for my daughter every single day. And when that came up on the big screen, she was just in awe. Oh my God. And, and like, yeah, there was, uh, there was, there was some tears. Tequila? Tequila? No, the... We have hecklers. We're getting heckled. We're like America's funniest company. She doesn't like the fact that Bob Saget. We are like Bob Saget. But the one after. She's going to be our volleyball. The one after. All of our listeners have dropped at this point. We're gonna have Katie on the podcast here to say. As you can tell, we're gonna we're gonna rotate some people through on the podcast here. So we've, we've had Michael on, we've had BA on, and Katie was here. So we're gonna get Katie back on. Yeah, I, th- I think Katie, I think Preston needs three Katie, more beers Katie, before he comes back on. Come on, Katie, let's get over here. Okay, all right. So uh, let's see. First of all. Impressions of the quarterback battle from the game. There's a tight race on first and second, and then it's a bit of a drop off. But throughout um, the rest of the I think the receivers are stacked, so there's a lot to choose from. But 
What would you consider to be sort of the most memorable? What was the thing you noticed? The biggest takeaway? Uh, I would say positive with this moment, but I think Gunnar came in and showed some excitement, some play, some reads. He overthrew a couple guys, but I think he was jacked to play and were excited, but that's really good coming in for a few months of play and picking things up. All right, so now while we were, uh, while you were outside this week at the game, we had a conversation with our esteemed volleyball coach. So what, is, what, what insight do you give us? What insight can you give us about this year's volleyball team? So this year is a bit of a transition year for volleyball. We had a strong school years, a lot of seniors. They left. So they're a little more constricted in how they can interact. They only had eight girls that could play one middle, so they didn't want to burn her out. Um, so they played a lot of just in-house drills. Um, they have seven freshmen coming in, um, some really talented girls, but um, if you know much about volleyball, it's chemistry and flow. So Jen's gonna work really hard, as we know Jen does, in the off-season summer, um, getting the chemistry rolling and getting the girls playing together. But it could be an interesting season. Um, she's recruiting well. We've got a lot of excitement around volleyball, a lot of turnout. So I think we're going to be competitive. It'll just be interesting to see how we play some Taylor Mims. Yep, Taylor Mims is gone. Um, obviously, we're super excited about her, but it'll be good. I mean, we've got so much excitement around it, and we've made the tournament two years in the last couple of years. So. Is it right for us? Maybe. Maybe if that, that sounds like a yes. <laughs> maybe a good preseason intro if anyone's in, interested in volleyball. Maybe let us know. People are back. Okay. All right. All too right. many, too right. many, too many dicks on the dance floor. <laughs> Go kooks. Go kooks. Go kooks. All right. All right. I'm just gonna. Have, does anyone have a bottle opener? Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're looking for a bottle live on the podcast. We're looking for a bottle opener. We've now moved on to beer number three. Yeah, What's beer number three, Craig? Okay, well, we haven't even talked about beer number two. And by the way, if people are like wondering how we move so quickly between beers, it's because we're, just sampling. we're, 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 we're sharing, we're sharing them with like a bunch we're of people. So, All right. Hey, now right, also, so do you Brian Logan, the famous Brian Logan, is. Oh, are we open it? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Open? Trying to make it. Open it? Jesus. What is that? Are that? you a janitor? What is that? <laughs> Take your Let's pick. see. You want basketball <laughs> or baseball? Wait a second. Open it for everybody. This is I amazing. I need to take a picture. Right. Hold on. All right, so I'm going to take a picture of this thing that I can post to Twitter when, <laughs> when I Brian. post the podcast. Because this is, this is like... Brian has amazing. many doors for the SO. There we go. There we go. Okay. Many beers that need to be open. Okay. This, no, like I'm trying to describe this. Uh, what are we going? Which one did you go with? Which which is full of like. I went with uh, Homecoming 2010. Homecoming. Homecoming oh yeah, 2010. SEB. Brian uh, uh, used to work for the student entertainment board here. That's good. That's awesome. Um, he was sending me pictures. Him and his brother were sending me pictures from the T Pain concert. Yep. yep. So trying this is to make okay. So jealous. Brian coming to our rescue. So little little known story. His, his brother Brad. Beautiful was a student at Emerald Ridge when I was a teacher there. So that's uh, something that makes me feel super old. Super duper old. Although that doesn't that doesn't quite compare to like being out here before the game and then running into one of my students who graduated last year. So that was 
That was something. Bags. I don't know, man. It's all right. It, it's you know, being back here does. It makes me feel young and old simultaneously, kind of every time. I don't know about you, but like, so last week when I was here, hey, you still got some beer. Oh, I still got some beer in there. Okay, hold on, you talk. Yeah, all right. So, um, yes. Uh, he he was drunk before he got to so us. So we just got asked by uh, Michael's wife what we did to his husband. Michael, Sa- who, uh, Sammy, like, who is the so voice, is the voice of the Kook Center Hour yeah. intro. The voice of the Kook Center Hour intro. How are you doing, Sammy? I'm doing great. Oh, See, you recognize the voice. Everybody? I'm doing great, guys. I just, uh... I promise you that your husband was already yeah. in the state before he came over to us. He was like that before. That's probably not incorrect. We got a we got a nice ten minute. He looks uh, like he's struggling. Poem. He's struggling standing right now. That's kind of the, true. The text messaging portion is not the concern. It's the standing portion that I'm concerned about. Um, but you know he'll make it. Ooh, what is okay, hey, silver... t- not so much tilt, Jeff. Whoa, what is it's gonna end silver, up on my lap. Uh, silver wax beard that you're. Um, so this is uh, so I'll say the the, the beer we had previously uh, we had we started with the cherry rye midnight still then we had the uh, 2018 bourbon barrel regular midnight still uh, Jeff uh, we'll recap Jeff what did you think of uh, that bourbon barrel midnight still? It was fantastic that was like well are, okay so are we sticking the whole integers or are we able to have like you can you can break it down you can go and we're into, on Gardner right or you can, to a different uh, we'll go. We'll We'll go to a different one. Um, uh, Mike Leach cargo pants. Oh, Mike Leach cargo shorts. He was rocking those cargo shorts. This was like four and a half Mike Leach cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 gonna line right along there. Uh, Midnight still just gotten better, and the most recent version is the best version. So the next beer we're having another uh, silver gray, or more of a gray, gray wax. Uh, yes, this is, is from um, a brewery we have not featured yet on the true. podcast. Uh, Postdoc Brewing out of Redmond, Washington, yes. not Oregon, Washington. There are a lot. There are a lot of breweries in Redmond, Oregon, but this is Redmond, Washington. So this is the double barrel uh, Postdoc Brewing Demon Star Imperial Stout. Um, I believe the two barrels that it was aged in were bourbon barrels and then port barrels. Um, so this is aged. So they aged it in a barrel, and then they took it out of that barrel and put it in a different barrel to age in for longer. Um, so that's what we call a double barrel beer. Um, it's a it's a long and expensive process. Um, I actually went and took B to this release, picked it up in Redmond. Um, so yeah, what do you, have you had? Have you had some yet? Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's fantastic. Okay, so for this for this review, I'm gonna pass the microphone over to Brian, who helped us open the bottle. And I'm Brian gonna... can give his review. This is Brian Logan, everybody. famous Brian Logan. He can give his review. Go ahead, Brian. So, Brian, what are you uh, what are you thinking on this beer? Well, thank you, Jeff. Uh, this is uh, pretty incredible. Uh, a lot of times when you do the double barrel thing, I, I personally get worried about oxidation. I've seen that a little bit where it's, I think it's like a cardboard taste. Yeah. Uh, but from this, I get coming right out with a hot fire beer knowledge right there, Brian. Showing <laughs> <laughs> it off. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but uh, let, me, let me do another sip really quick. Oh, I do that every time. Do you taste the cognac? Uh, no, it could use more cognac. Um, uh, it, it should every beer really though. Really, but uh, uh, very good. Postdocs done Even uh, a lot of uh, a lot of really good stuff, and their barrel programs getting better. Um, they're uh, it's kind of a, a cool setup that they have there. Uh, this is, is really, really, really solid. 
Yeah, I think this was a one per, so this is my one. The one that I have. I definitely appreciate you sharing here. Um, I would uh, I would drink this over a lot of the other barrel aged stuff that I've been able to get my hands on. This is uh, yeah. really good. You get a lot of a lot of character notes. The malt still shows through, even though there's a lot of barrel barrel character. And, uh, uh, the sweetness isn't overwhelming, but you get some some of those things when they try to bump that up. Especially because one of the barrels is port, I think. So yeah. that, that can lend itself some very sweet beer. Yep, yep, yep. But he just—I just got the same nod, and uh, he's not a professional podcaster, folks. I mean, you can't expect him to banter. Uh, we've we've been trained. We went to podcasting school. That's right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm straight up amateur here. I'm uh, lately. I don't know what to do. Yeah, he just he doesn't know. He works in IT. So um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what can you expect? All right, thank you, thank you, Brian. Uh, Thanks, Brian. Yeah, if you're coming on the podcast, I'm gonna make fun of you. It's, it's oh, yeah? gonna happen. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Jeff. Who else have we had on yet? My uh, wife yeah. hasn't been on. Yes, while we're Scott waiting, Scott has been um, on. Kevin I, has been I, on. I promise anyone that would email us with uh, complaints, we get made fun of on the podcast. Oh, did somebody email a complaint? Oh, they did. That's right. I remember this. So, Go ahead. Uh, the person didn't have a name. I'm not even going to bother like, reading their email name because it was just not a real yeah. name. But uh, they said, uh, podcast, I believe it was podcast is trash. Yeah, yeah. That was the subject line. Podcast is trash. And then and then they used another adjective, uh, podcast is garbage, I believe, in the, in the, in the body of yeah, the text. Yeah. Um, and they said that uh, uh, talking about... Uh, warm up throws. What are you trying to do? Pump up this guy. I assume. I think he was talking about my talking about Gabru. Yeah, I, I assume he was talking about Gage Gabru. Um, so in our long rambling podcast, which took me 90 plus minutes, I believe you talked about Gabru throwing at spring ball. Maybe like three minutes. For two or three minutes. Maybe. So, and then you also gave equal time probably to Tinsley and Gordon and Cooper sure. and, and, and Gunnar Cruz, even. And yeah, I got it. Uh, yeah, so uh, and, yeah, well, yeah, well, we could talk John Bledsoe. We could talk about John Bledsoe. He he he, he threw a touchdown. He looked okay today. today. It, well, it, so we thought the game was over, and <laughs> then no. and then we decided but that every no. quarterback needs a drive. We're gonna play every quarterback. So uh, after the game, Cooper played pretty much the entire yeah, second. Yeah, he played a lot. And then uh, for both teams. Of, well, here was the thing: they gave him a lot. So for people who weren't there and haven't watched. Um, so Cooper play, Cooper was the all-time quarterback on both sides for the whole second half. For the pretty much yeah. the whole second half, and they, it kind of seemed like they were trying to give him an opportunity to redeem himself every time something bad happened. Yeah, pretty much. And then like bad things sort of kept happening, including his last throw was what should have been a touchdown. He made the right reach. It was, it was like a little like kind of post thing. Should have thrown it a little bit more into space. Didn't throw it far enough into space. And then uh, the DB caught up when the throw showed up, and it wasn't. And it actually ended up being an interception. Really nice play, by the way, by the DB. I yeah. thought it was. In, uh, I think you probably thought the same thing. It was incomplete. Yeah. Uh, DB had, had actually intercepted it. So, uh, yeah, it was. It was a rough day for Mr. Cooper, and then they gave uh, Mr. Bledsoe. And then I'm going to sound so terrible. I don't even know who like the fifth string walkout guy. Angelo is. something. Angelos. There we go. I don't know that guy. That guy. He made a nice throw. Yeah. And he was about five. He almost foot. threw a touchdown. Nine, I want to say. Yeah. He's listed at six foot. Yeah, There's no way. But anyways, but yeah, so he came in. That's that's when I left. Because uh, we were like, okay, it's over. And then 
Bledsoe comes out. Okay, cool. We'll watch John Bledsoe lead a drive. And then Gunnar Cruz, you're like, all right, I got to watch Gunnar Cruz. And then the last, Angelus comes out. I have no idea who this person by, is. By the way, what did you think of Gunnar Cruz? Uh, yeah, you know, big body, man. He's, he's, huge. he's a huge dude. He's freaking He looks huge. like a damn quarterback. Yes, he does. He uh, is, I don't know if we've had a bigger a quarterback that size since Ryan Leaf. I mean, maybe someone will correct me, but he's huge. He's really that big. Burgers and dogs are ready. Everybody. Burgers and dogs are ready. Come on down. Come on down. We, we have a fuck the husbands. The first of the day. But yeah, like, uh, I thought he looked pretty good. You know, initially made some really kind of decisive throws. And then, you know, like hit a little rough patch. But I thought, you know, for a true freshman, I thought he looked pretty damn good. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he bailed out of the pocket a little quick sometimes. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. He definitely, yeah. I, I, uh, he, he he definitely airmailed some throws, but it wasn't yeah. like the Tyler Brookman performance uh, where it was every throw was just juiced to every throw was to Dikembe Mutombo or something, you know. Yeah. Like, but uh, he definitely missed. He, he had his chance to finish his drive with a touchdown. He didn't. He missed a couple throws, but overall, yeah, he he, he looks the part. He's 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 fucking freshman. He's got he's got stuff to work. Like he's playing to work on. Keep going. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, we, we, uh, yeah, but, yeah, um, Bledsoe, you know, a fine fifth-string quarterback. Um, yeah, so we are, we're just trying to get another person in the podcast right now, but. Um, I think but, we're going to get Kevin Dudley on board. Yeah, Kevin Come on, Dudley. Kevin. What? So, uh, so, so Kevin writes our, uh, Kevin writes our Saturday morning hot cougar action. By the way, like, in case you are listening to this, you don't know that. That's what HCA stands for. Hot Cougar Action. Kevin writes our Saturday Hot Cougar Action. Kevin is also our resident hockey guy. Yeah. Big hockey fan, uh, but I am uh, disappointed that the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Calgary Flames are both out of the NHL playoffs because both of those teams boast a Spokane native on their squad, and they're the top seeds in each conference. So the Stanley Cup is not coming to Spokane. Exactly. Well, we have, the Stanley Cup yeah. will not be visiting Spokane this summer. Um, well, I, I, when, I, when I moved to uh, Burlington, Vermont, who's the... Uh, uh, the goalie for the Bruins, uh, Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas. Uh, He's from Vermont. Very much not a stupid guy. But, uh, but anyway, so, um, but uh, so I got they they through this town center, of Burlington, Vermont. I got to watch the uh, Stanley Cup roll through after uh, after the uh, Bruins. Well, that was that was right when we moved to Vermont. I was like, whoa, this is cool. Did you touch the Stanley Cup? I did not get a touch. Good, they kept it far away from us. If you touch it before you won it, you're cursed. Apparently. Yeah, and I and honestly, I probably never will win it, so I'd have been probably cursed not. for a very long time. And that's the thing. If you never have a chance to win it, go ahead and touch it. Yeah. Who cares? You're not going to But are, So how fired up are you? So you live in Spokane. So how fired up are you for Seattle? Does it does it move your needle just because it's kind of closer? It makes it easier to attend an NHL game. I mean, Vancouver is nearby, but it's still extremely expensive to attend an NHL game yes, in Vancouver. Yes, you got you got to cross the border and, and all that. Uh, you got to do the exchange rate and all that. But I I am excited for the Seattle team. I know I mean, expansion teams typically aren't very good their first few years. Vegas, not Las really Vegas, blew that shit up. Yeah, they. They're kind of an outlier, at least so far, but we'll see. It depends on who Seattle uh, hires as their GM, what the expansion draft rules are. 
regardless of all that, I'm excited for an NHL team. I mean, other than Vancouver, the closest NHL team to where I live in Spokane is Denver, Colorado. I'm, I'm not going to visit there very often, so I'm, I'm quite excited. So I've attended a number of NHL games, and I, I have a hard time sort of describing to people why it's awesome. Like, and I'm not a huge hockey fan. And I, you know, I'll take some minor because I know you cover, you know, Spokane Chiefs games, stuff like that for the spokesman. Um, but it's like I have a hard time sort of trying to describe to people why NHL hockey is so cool, especially if they've attended minor league hockey, try to get them to see like the difference. How would you sort of make that case for, you know? Like yeah. NHL hockey versus you know whatever kind of hockey they might see, or if they've seen NHL hockey on TV, like what's the difference with the live? Brad, so hockey, the way you know, it's you played, play double back I didn't get any of that. No. Well. Football televised so well. Do you want to open this or should I open that sour I got? Yep. No, open that. We yeah. just yeah. podcast. Oh. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Hockey does not televise well just because it's so back and forth. You want some of this, Brad? It's so small. But if you attend a hockey game. Person, like you said, yes, it's incredible. It really is. It's so it's completely different oh, from the uh, basketball cows yeah. all the way, baby. Um, and I grew up with it. I played it growing up, so I'm kind of used to it. But uh, seeing it in person versus on TV is a completely nice. different experience. Yeah. I'll just let it. I'll let it breathe a little bit. Did you want double-edged blade, double-edged sword, basically with a weapon in your hand, a stick? Yeah. And you're all fighting against a little small. It's like a three-inch buck or whatever. So it's pretty incredible to, to play in person and to see in person versus. Oh, there you are. Yeah, it's, it's like a double barrel. Always gets me is the speed. You know, people don't quite have yep. the grasp of the speed, and the speed doesn't translate well to television. Like I hear that from NASCAR, it's kind of the same deal. They're like, oh, well, you can watch a NASCAR race on TV, and it's like you just don't have a good sense of the speed. I think hockey is kind of the same. Like, you know, those guys are you know skating at you know thirty miles an hour or whatever. Hi, Sammy. Uh, those guys are skating at you know thirty miles an hour or whatever. Preston's going to drink more. Yeah, Preston's going to drink more, which is. Uh, I don't know about that. So anyway, the speed I think is kind of the thing that you don't really get appreciation for until you see it. Exactly, and I, you know, you mentioned I covered the Spokane Chiefs on a freelance basis. Gotta do what you gotta do. Junior hockey, whenever I talk to players in junior hockey who's had like maybe a five or ten game audition in the NHL, the difference between the NHL and the junior hockey is very different. Speed. Junior hockey, you got a little more time to make decisions. In the NHL, you got about half the time. So. Um, the elite hockey players in the NHL, their decision making is incredible because it's so fast. All right, so last thing here. All right, so we've been talking quarterback competition with everybody. This thing everybody wants to know. Uh, what do you think about what you saw today from Tinsley, Gordon, Cooper, Cruz, etc.? Very impressed with Gordon. Tinsley um, has got some work to do. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe that was his offensive line or his team around him. I don't know. Gordon looked really good. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't see Guru. Uh, being a Spokane guy, I forward to seeing him at Eastern here and there. So he's very capable. Camus Cooper had he struggled a little bit. He had a few moments that kind of raised your eyebrow. That said, "Oh, that's pretty good." But more often than not, he struggled. Gunnar Cruz is kind of the guy that you know. I'll throw it deep and have some fun. See what happens. 
So I think he definitely loves his eyes. Exactly. Which is great, actually. Going into the fall to be Marty. the battle between Blue Brood and Yeah, oh. That's kind of the way I will, will you talk for a couple minutes on the podcast about what it was cool. like to see the club for the right, first time? So. Let's see who else we can get on the podcast. Yeah, who have we had on? Thanks, Kevin. Who else have we had on? All right, so I'm going to have one of my friends. Oh, you got one of your friends. Okay, my friends gonna, come in. So she, I'm going to pass her my microphone, okay. and you can talk to her. So this is my friend, Mari. We went to uh, WC together. I was at her wedding. Uh, she's one of my best friends. Um, we, we are... Uh, uh, Going to relive our uh, college years tonight, thanks to my uh, pregnant sister watching our kids. Uh, but Marnie, uh, you uh, had never seen the club before. Um, uh, what was your impressions of being able to see that today? Oh my gosh, it's beautiful! I felt so fancy just sitting there and getting to have a beer at yeah. a Cougar football game. Legally, legally, yeah, exactly. It was a wonderful experience. It was just. It was fun. Everyone there was having a great time. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, I, I was I was glad. It was it was really cool that we could just that that, that they, they did uh, just ten bucks get in and, and uh, had some fun. Um, so are, does that mean you guys are going to buy club seats next year? I mean, I think Corey. I, I, I already, I already, I, I, I saw Corey. I, I, he was talking about moving money around the budget already. So, uh, of course he was. Of so course he go was. for my. I know you guys come out for a few games a year anyway. Well, are you? Are you a No, you know. I'm, I'm down in the. Well, you know, I, I, I have to talk. I have to talk Amanda into contributing to that. I think she was sold as well. I think your lady was sold. Maybe if we do it. Maybe. If we do it as a group, yeah, we, we can kind of like we can convince her. We can convince her to. I think tonight uh, we can do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a few drinks of a hollow. We'll get her to go. We'll get her. To, well, she'll say yes. All right. Definitely. Thanks, Marnie. I yeah. appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. That's Marnie. She's great. She's a teacher, just like you, Jeff. Teachers are teachers are amazing. She's got a sweet job in the five school district. And down sits Lars. Should we have Lars on? Oh, we should have Lars. We should have Lars on. So okay, so longtime readers of Cook Center might remember that Lars won. Was it a contest? I'm not even sure what it was, but it was like tell your like your Cougar fandom story, and like I don't exactly remember what it was. Um, the contest, but anyway, I remember you wrote about your history as a Coug. You were the winner, and I didn't even know you then, but now I know you now. So Lars, how are you feeling today? Jeff, I'm feeling great. We're back in Pullman, the happiest place on earth. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, Kyle Smith doing the halftime show? Like, have we, we talked about that yet? Yeah, we have spent like the last three podcasts. Oh no, like, talking I've read, about our love I've heard for this Kyle in Smith. all of your guys' podcasts. And yeah. For anyone out there who isn't listening to this podcast, it's literally the best Cougar podcast we've got. So it's pretty awesome. My my specific question though, Jeff, is what did you think about Kyle Smith getting introduced at halftime of the spring game today? Well, it was awesome because that would not happen in Spokane. And this so is very with it being here and with there being a pretty good attendance, uh, being able to do that was actually very cool. And you know, like, so one of the things about talking with Kyle Smith that um, was really obvious was he was really excited to be at this level. Um, we talked about this, I think, on last week's podcast, but just the one of the big things is that he he's never, literally never coached at this level. He's never been at this level. He went 
you know, went to, a, I think, a D3 school, you know, was an assistant at San Diego, was an assistant at, you know, Air Force, was an assistant at St. Mary's, was an assistant, you know, and then head coach at Columbia, head coach at San Francisco. He's never been at this level of, uh, you know, athletics. And I think, you know, happen, introducing him at the halftime of, a, of a, you know, even just a spring game and have more people at the spring game than attended his basketball games in San Francisco is like a really cool thing for him to be able to experience. So, yeah, he just, I don't know, like, if you noticed on the board, but he was just, like, really just kind of feeling you know, looking around at the whole thing. So. I totally Very agree. Cool. And bringing up attendance, and I know you guys have already talked about it a little bit on the podcast, I really, really believe the spring game being back here, we had, what, 6,000 people-ish around there at this game. I can guarantee you in the next three years, we're getting that thing over 10,000. I think so. 100%. And for anyone who's thinking, hey, it's an amazing the spring starting game. Yeah. And the, for anyone thinking the spring game isn't as – isn't uh, – you know, real Cougar football or anything like that. Having this back in Pullman, we're sitting in a tailgate that we do exactly what we do yeah. for real Cougar football. It is awesome. Yeah. And the move to bring it back to, to Pullman is definitely one of the best decisions Pat Jones made. All right, it's so Lars, awesome. I need your take on the quarterback battle. Go well, ahead. Uh, I, uh, I am very encouraged that whoever wins the job this year can win us at least eight games. I was very encouraged by Anthony Gordon, but more importantly, I am so excited, so excited for the quarterback battle. The quarterback battle next spring. I uh, I I am not saying that I am anti Cam and Cooper, but I will say no. Don't even do that. Hey, during the okay. game. Okay. Come so on. Don't. All listen, I'd like I to throw there, out, so you don't even. All I'd like anymore. to say on this is let's uh let's review some stats. Let's review some stats. Now, I'm not exactly the stat guy that you two are. That is true. Nor that Kyle Smith is. That but is true. I would like to say, offhandedly, I think Cam and Cooper completed three passes and had it at least two picks. That. At least he two picks. picks though, I think. At least two. Probably three. I, three. I would just like to ask how many how many how many interceptions <laughs> did Gunnar Cruz have today? Zero. I think. And let's talk about where Gunnar Cruz started his drive on the twenty five. And where did that he end true. that drive? <laughs> In the In end, end zone. That is true. So, what I also love about Gunnar Cruz, and I might be the biggest Gunnar Cruz fan, and I am the vice president of Jeff's Cassidy Woods fan club as well. So the Gunnar Cruz, the Gunnar Cruz, Cassidy Woods combo is going to be awesome. But the really thing, the really great thing that we were talking about during the game that I love about Gunnar is he's not afraid to make a decision. Yeah, he is decisive with the ball, and honestly, my untrained quarterback eye, I rely on DA for all quarterback analysis, but my untrained quarterback eye says Cameron was a little indecisive and maybe overthinking it, and Gunner, when you compare where Cameron Cooper was last year's spring game, that is the exact same spot Gunner Cruz is right now. Right now. So you tell me who had a better spring game two months out of high school. Yeah. I, I and I uh, that's where I'm excited. I'm very excited. Good. Gunner Cruz like could that. be awesome. I like that. So, yeah. All right. Thanks, Lars. Yeah, Thank no you, problem. Lars. Attaboy. Yeah, Lars. All right. We got one more Kook Center author to get on here. So, so you can talk about something while I try and get started. So I wanted to talk about this uh, controversy over the ending score. Scott! Scott! So uh, the. Scott! the uh, 
The yeah, final score was 25-24 Crimson. Um, actually, uh, two of those final touchdowns for Crimson were on those three extra drafts. Up, guys? Uh, so all, all, all his team anthracite slash team gray uh, were left in the depths. Yeah. The game was over. Yeah. Gray won. And then they gave Crimson three straight Three, three straight, straight possessions. possessions. Yeah. And they, and they got two touchdowns out of possession. If you if you had gray minus three, you were screwed. Yeah, I mean that, that was a bad beat. That's that a bad beat. And I did. I did. I, I put I put yeah. thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> thirty thousand shrink bucks. Uh, white shrink bucks. Uh, what I what I thought was like maybe half a year at WSU could be uh, in in twenty thirty five or whatever. You can blame Mike Leach for the fact that B could no longer go to college. Yeah. All right. We have uh, we have the final Kook Center author. Uh, uh, we've told you a lot of spring Kook Center authors come to spring game. Uh, Scott, uh, one of our lift or something. I don't know, uh, what do you call it, uh, Swiss knife, Swiss army knife guys, writes a lot of hot cougar actions, uh, it's got a, it's got a lot of, uh, good insight on recruiting and everything, um, so, yeah, there's, there's beer left in all those, yeah. um, but that's because I was trying to share with other people, man, uh, but, uh, but Scott, uh, what, what, the, the question we've asked everyone, uh, thoughts on the QB battle? Uh, personally, I thought uh, Gordon kind of separated himself today. Uh, you know, I'd heard some, heard some rumblings that uh, Cooper was kind of stepping up in practice. But, yeah, we, uh, yeah, definitely, we heard that. Sure. But um, unfortunately, today he didn't look that great. No, definitely. So right now, I'm thinking either uh, Gordon or Gordon. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we just got interrupted by something. Well, go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I think uh, right now the favorites like either like Gabrud or Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of people ask me today, like, who do you think the quarterback would be? And I, my default was Gabrud. Um, he didn't play, obviously. Right. He was in sweats on the sideline. Um, but they don't bring him in if they don't think he's going to be up there. Yeah. Um, just like Mitchell last year. So, but the Gordon definitely. Um, uh, impressed with his his ability to uh, move in the pocket, ability to create plays. Uh, very Gardner-esque at times, uh, and make some big time throws. Um, how about have your overall thoughts on um, having this game back in Pullman? I think it's great. I mean, you got you got everybody tailgating down here. You know, we got the club seats opened up for everybody. A lot more party atmosphere. Uh, so I think. I think an excuse for any mom to go back to Pullman outside the football season, plus the money it raises for the school. I think it's a great, I think it's been a great change. As much as as cool as the Spokane Week was, um, being a Spokane uh, resident, not resident, but uh, growing up there, I think it was pretty cool. But I like the back to back Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So we have a special guest. Another special guest. Uh, she's not a Kook Center author, but uh, she has given up many, a lot of time with her husband uh, for the sake of Kook Center. A lot of hours of uh, just, just sitting alone on the couch watching Real Housewives by herself um, while Jeff is r finishing up some post on. Thanks, Scott, by the way. Um, finish up some post on uh, 
on, on some minutia of basketball players. But uh, but this is uh, uh, Sarah, Jeff's wife. Sarah, how are you doing? So I know you're disappointed because uh, Amanda left with B, which uh, meant that um, that we couldn't have uh, Amanda and Sarah Real Housewives talk on the podcast. Well, we are the OG Real Housewives of Food Center. You are the OG Real Housewives of Food Center. Um, you two have endured a lot in the name of Food Center um, for and without any of the financial uh, gain. Uh, which we have yet to see. Um, that's why we're doing this podcast, so we can become billionaires. But, um, and then you'll see it. And it'll feel good. But anyway, so um, I know that uh, you're a, you're an adopted coot, but you're nonetheless a coot through and through. So what, what, what was it like coming back to Pullman this weekend, this random weekend in April? I that's that's great um yeah obviously uh sarah is a special education teacher um so she is better than you um and i don't mean that yeah yeah she, her job is harder than yours and uh and uh that's you all know that but um so i can probably dig into some housework talk with if you want to. I'm sitting next to Amanda. So um, what's, your, what's your favorite Real Housewives show? Probably New Jersey. Alright, so I know some things about New Jersey. So. Uh, Teresa is fucking crazy. I know that. Um, she's a gangster, like mafia gangster. Yeah, like she's, but they're like not very good at it. Uh, they're not good at crimes. No, uh, she to go to jail. Her eyes are super far apart, and it makes me worry about her. Um, she is prone to these amazing blow-ups, which are legendary, which make like slog, like the slog through the hours. Yes, if you're going to watch Real Housewives of New Jersey, I recommend the first season in particular, uh, so you can catch some early Teresa table flips. Yeah, New Jersey goes hard like uh, Orange County and Beverly Hills ones just can't touch. Uh, they, they go hard there. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, okay, we're not saying they're mafia. It's not racist. I just think they might pretend that they're trying to pretend that they're mafia and they're just really bad at it. But you play in like season five. I don't know that. That's... Yeah, they actually did. Like, real mafia <laughs> happening. So, like, I would be afraid if I was in Jersey. Yeah, see, so, so what we're saying is if you're going to watch one Real Housewives show, it's got to be New Jersey. If you're going to watch two New Housewives, Real, real Housewives shows, what's, what's your second favorite? I guess you gotta go with the OG, that's Orange County. Is that the OG? Is that, um, yeah. who's in Orange County is like Tamara. Tamara. Vicky. Vicky. I was gonna say Vicky. Vicky is legendary. I do have to say, I enjoy some Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta, like, they get down and they're real girls. Like, I feel a, like they could be The one that's the lawyer on Atlanta. She's gone. 
I know, but she. Oh my god! Like I, 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 I cried for our legal system. Uh, just every time she would talk, I'm like, this person has a law degree. You know what? It actually inspired me and thought I need to get my freaking law degree. I know that's right because it's literally anyone can get a law degree. I know, and she's making big. Like her house was hot. Yeah. McCandy's the real rich one in that one. McCandy's so sick. Yeah, they all suck. They, I mean, they, they all, um, they all are terrible. You had the one that was married to the uh, guy on the Falcons, and then uh, Kim. Yeah, she's not. She had her own show. Yeah, I think so too, but I can't watch that. There's too many. There's too many spinoffs to keep up. Yeah. Oh, hey Jeff. What are we uh, talking about? Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so basically if you're looking at the QB battle, um, probably today Anthony Gordon is Real Housewives of New Jersey, and then uh, and then maybe uh, maybe Gunnar Cruz is Real Housewives of Orange County. Really? Yeah. You know I you know Wait, you just, Anthony Gordon. Okay, I'm gonna be watching that kid. This jersey. He's got a little jersey. I love those girls. Yeah, dude, they he was scrambling real. around. He ran for a touchdown. They had to pull it back because it was just too good. They're like, no, you got to throw for a touchdown, buddy. That's making me excited. That's too hard for him. You know, but the thing with the quarterback battle, he could be. He could be the top pick, or he could be the number one guy, or he could be the number three guy. But here's the thing, I think Mike Leach is like a Jersey house husband. He's a little wild, and because of that, I like what we have going on next year. Oh, and the funny thing about Jersey is that the husbands are way more involved than any of the others. Oh, shows. they are. They're just they're like, so they're they are char- They're their own characters. They have their own drama. Like it's basically like it's it's like the uh, the the the, the uh, Jersey Shore kids grew up and have mansions <laughs> and, and like or Mick mansions I guess you could say <laughs> yeah. yeah just like having horrible opinions on things um, it's it's great they definitely are they 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 have makeup on they're, they they know where they they're pumping their businesses a little too tight and I'm and I'm a guy that wears some tight shirts even though I'm a bit husky at the moment, uh, but even I'm like, whoa, guys, dial it back. I see a lot of nipples. It's okay if you wear a tight shirt if you're not fist pumping. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're fist pumping and fist pumping and, and all that. Um, just eat it. You just, like, took this opportunity. Podcast versus everyone, your number one source for cats in the So we'll just go ahead and say right now that probably was a hard edit that you noticed here, and that's because my computer went to sleep as we recorded. We actually lost some of the recording, so we're just going to kind of wrap it up right so yeah, I don't. I, we've we've said a lot of what we want to say. Um, I hope you caught a lot of that hot Real Housewives gas. Um, and if you didn't, we we will get some hot Real Housewives action later. That's summertime. That's I don't know. That's, I, I don't know what you're promising there, Jeff. What, exa- what exactly are you promising? I don't know if you know what you're saying. Nothing you can't. I know what I'm saying. I know exactly what I'm saying, Craig. Right. I'm a yeah. teacher. So, I choose my words carefully. I mean, 
we're not gonna have shit to talk about in the summer, so it's we're true. probably gonna pivot hard to be in a Real Housewives. We'll podcast. talk about all kinds of stupid shit. Yeah. But yeah, so um, this is you know this is probably the kind of end of thing legitimate things that we'll have to talk about. Yep, that is true. Uh, for about uh, till fall camp in August. Yeah. So um, uh, we'll we'll be a little less nonsensical with our one on Tuesday, but. Uh, this one, it, I, I thought it turned out really well, Jeff. Heck yeah! Um, life, life stuff's the best. I'm really excited to listen to, to Preston's... Uh, <laughs> Michael Preston's ramblings. Completely sober. Completely sober. Michael's, Michael's that guy who, when he gets super drunk, is like, I love you, man. Oh, yeah. I love you guys. And he like, gives everybody a hug. Yeah, Preston and I had a great... Weekend. I love you. Yeah, I love you, Craig. Yeah, I got a, I got a buddy, I got another buddy like that where he says I love you, and you're like, all right, I love you okay, too, buddy. Because I feel like if I don't say I love you too back, it's gonna be one of those it's things. It's gonna be super weird. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But all right, so um, if you listen to all this, I am very proud of you. God bless you. Uh, your ears probably hurt uh, the variance in sound um, and the, the fight song and. Uh, but yeah, so um, follow us on at pod versus everyone on Twitter. Yep. Uh, send us an email with more complaints so I can make fun of you. Podcast versus at podcast vs everyone at, at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Yep. At gmail.com. Um, yeah. Do all that. Like us. Subscribe us. Heck yeah. Give us five stars or else. Yeah, or else we'll come get you. We'll find you. We'll find you. We have your IP. That's right. We know where the downloads come from. We know. The, we know. We know. We get them from Singapore. We That's know right. you. We know We're you. We're looking at you, Singapore. We're looking at you, Singapore. Why did you listen to two and then stop listening? I don't know. <laughs> I'm hurt. I don't know why you'd be listening to this one specifically, but but uh, I'm hurt. All right. Also, PJ. I see the downloads we've had from Germany, and it's not enough for to listen to every episode. By the way, since we got to the end now, we can officially say, PJ, we miss you. Yeah, we miss you. We miss you. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, And we'll be back with another episode in a couple days. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. We see you, PJ.